0: This Best of Humble and Fred show is brought to you by Bodog, GoDaddy, The Retirement Sherpa, Tim Niblett, The Chambers Plan, Electric Vehicle Network, and Kelsey's Roadhouse. Hello, I'm Toronto Mike, producer of Humble and Fred. As we learned last week with Dean McDermott, sometimes a Humble and Fred interview goes south. When Lee Aaron, the woman behind the Much Music mega hits, Whatcha Do To My Body and Hands On. Our metal queen visited Humble and Fred in September of 2016. Freddie P asked her in lovingly awkward fashion whether people knew her in British Columbia. Baby, come on.
1: excited as everyone that Lee Aaron's in the studio. Who know? You know, the thing about Lee Aaron is, you know, she's such a superstar of uh, music and video, but I had no idea she hated animals. She comes right in here. First thing she does, she's like, I'm Lee Aaron. I'll kick your fucking dog. Uh, let's get Lee Aaron over here, I guess. Sounds good too. Sounds amazing. Yeah, it smells really. Good. It smells amazing. <laughs> uh, let me get some Lee Aaron. Uh, get Lee Phil. Can you help Miss Aaron? Get her her headphones on and uh, get her all set. Lee looks
2: right fabulous. Doesn't Lee Aaron look fabulous? Looks amazing,
1: you? doesn't she? Looks amazing. Not
2: that we judge people by looks, but you yeah. look She's you an look marvelous. Tall. No. A
3: day. Oh, please. Um, Seriously. A day. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Smells good, too. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Love this woman. Uh, I don't know what you uh, awesome.
1: time you got up you. this morning, but uh, it's it damn well included a, a bath or shower because you smell amazing.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, you do. Do you walk around going, I'm Lee Aaron. I smell good.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, usually I do. Yeah. <laughs> she, Actually, it was crazy. I got up at like... Uh, f- five thirty, which was like two thirty in the morning, Vancouver time. So oh, yeah. I'm kind of like feeling a little spaced out. Are right you now, from Vancouver? Is that where you live? I do now. Yeah. Yeah, but you yeah.
1: were here for a long time.
3: Well, Toronto was my home for the longest, longest time. When did time, you leave? So. Uh, ninety five. So
1: you there. were around for the early days of the Humble and Fred Revolution.
3: Absolutely. No, yes. you weren't.
1: You don't even know. <laughs> Lee could care less. She's above us. She's at a different level. Well.
2: As far as where you lived, we know. To, I, I saw on the bio here you're going on the Brampton Walk of Fame or something. Just
3: oh, just added. Just, just add, added. Just so added. did you grow up in Brampton? Yeah. Uh, I why went, Brampton? Why Brampton? Well, my my dad daggar- got... Relocated back to Ontario from Winnipeg. I grew up in Winnipeg originally, right. and then I was relocated um, when I was about nine years old. We came back, and my dad, well, they ended up buying a house there, and I went. So my sort of middle school and high school years were there, and I lived there. Gosh, I don't know until my mid to late twenties, and then I, yeah. So I've got I've got some history. Brampton, and where, yeah, in, yeah? And where, where
2: exactly is the Brampton Walk of
1: Fame or Hall of it's, Fame?
3: Right in the downtown. It's right next to the Mandarin. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. it's no. next to the world's where biggest is, Mandarin. Where is it?
3: It's right downtown in the um, main square right uh, in front of the historic Rose Theater. They've done a whole bunch oh,
1: of very nice. Foward's Foward's it's it's actually
3: very, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And no, I I know. There. That,
1: that area around the Rose yeah. Theater is pretty cool, actually. Yeah. It's sort of got a nice little downtown vibe to it. And Do By the way, are, are your does. headphones bothering you? You don't have to wear them if you don't want to. No,
3: I, I'm actually really good. You're okay. holding
1: them like yeah, you're in a recording studio.
3: I, um, oh well <laughs> no I have fun. no experience doing that so But
2: yeah. that Walk of yeah. Fame do you actually put your hands in the cement and all that shit?
3: No mm. but they oh. they <laughs> mm. I was so looking forward to that like stepping in concrete yeah. but yeah. Mm. no um they they it, it is a plaque though like a, an actual granite plaque with a star and your name on it and it actually gets put into the sidewalk so well it's mm. interesting you get to be a permanent part of No that's you know, so cool. People are gonna that's like cool. I love Brampton. Yeah, well that's going to say Liam.
1: Lee Aaron, what you don't know, and congratulations on your Brampton honor. Amazing. Uh, what Fred, I think, was thinking of is. is that. Is he being facetious? No, no, no.
2: No, 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 no. He said that with kind of <laughs> Listen, like a little. He's from, Brampton from honor, Moose Jaw. I'm from Moose Jaw. He's
1: not in the Bru- Moose Jaw oh, Walk okay. of Fame. Yeah, you're not
2: in okay. the Moose Jaw Walk there of Fame. There isn't any Moose
1: Jaw Walk of Fame. <laughs> But you, my friend, <laughs> is an—it's the oversight. Yes, and you know where I'm going with this, yeah. Lee Aaron. Now mm-hmm. that you're on the Brampton Walk of Fame, do you have any sway with the committee that we can get a 30-year uh, resident of 36. Brampton, 36-year 36 Fred? Patterson, how is that not uh, a part do you know of it? You know what? Yeah, I,
3: I actually went. Uh, some of the uh, high school alumni from Central Peel Secondary, yeah. are on city council. <laughs> there you so go. I am going uh, to talk to them. Absolutely. About you. Right because you know Scott Thompson.
2: What? I brought <laughs> yeah. some attention to Brampton over the years through oh, my oh, time yes, so on absolutely. Absolutely. major believe, major market oh. radio. I would I would like to be there. How many to times present? Before? How many times have we mentioned Brampton on our radio shows over the year? Daily. We made, uh, remember Bram, uh, Mayor Peter, Peter Robertson. Robertson? I don't know if you remember him. We made him a star on our show. We called him Mayor
1: Gump, of course. but
3: <laughs>
1: Maybe that's why we're not being. <laughs> Maybe. That's
3: Maybe why that's you don't why. have your star, my friend. We're not, yeah. a, we're a Brampton oh, not sucking up enough. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Listen, yeah. I- I'm nowhere near. I, and you, as you pointed out, nobody in Moose Jaw knows me. But everybody in Brampton knows you. Yeah. And how that's this true. oversight. Has happened. I will not stand for it. Not on my watch, sister. <laughs> Lee Aaron, uh, you grew up in Winnipeg, huh?
3: I, I, there's an interesting Winnipeg well, story. I'm going to tell you, I grew up in Moose Jaw. My parents okay. are from sure. Winnipeg.
1: I used to go there every summer. I uh, love Winnipeg. Some of the most beautiful women uh, like yourself in this Canada have come from Winnipeg. It, uh, well, what is the Winnipeg story, my friend?
3: Well, I moved there when I was two to Transcona in like so.
1: 75.
3: Yeah, yeah, sort of. Yeah, like, in 1975 sort of
1: kind
2: of, when you good. were two. Transcona, does that ring a bell, Howard?
1: I'm not sure. Oh. Yeah,
2: sort you of.
3: Know, well, it, mm-hmm. was, it was just sort of the suburb. I guess it's all Winnipeg now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we moved in, and we lived two doors down from. Blair McLean from McLean and McLean. Oh, and yeah. so it was quite common for Burton Cummings mm. to come and they'd be big, these sort of crazy big parties at their house and rehearsals mm-hmm. and they'd all, you know, we'd, you know, we, I know a few times I went over there in the morning and I, I, Blair's wife said, you know, go down and wake Burton up. He's still sleeping on the couch. <laughs> and, well, you know, a couple of times we got to ride in his Jag. So it's sort of like this interesting Winnipeg guess who-ish kind of connection for me.
1: Um, I'm not sure if you American listeners understand what's happening here. Lee Aaron, who for uh, very many years was uh, rocking it hardcore all across North America, say, were you one of the first? One of I would say along with Pat Benatar and uh, people like that, Susie Quattro, one of those women singing sort of metal. Uh, but I'm saying this not again, trying not to be chauvinistically, but it's sort of a man's genre of music ish was was and uh what was your attraction to it? you know because mm-hmm. since a lot of those were sort of the hair metal bands and then along came this beautiful sweet kind lee aaron from manitoba what, yeah. what attracted you to this music had you always loved that stuff no, actually, I grew up doing musical theater. But, what? Uh, I know it's crazy. the sun will come out. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Tomorrow. Did you really do musical theater? Come I did. On. I did.
3: In fact, that those are those are my Brampton roots. That's what they all remember me for. There.
1: Did you go to Mayfield?
3: Central Peel secondary oh,
1: okay. but um, so you were doing you 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 thought you were going to go kind of the uh, Broadway route uh singing in the King and I and uh, playing Annie and stuff like that
3: well, I don't know about annie but <laughs> <laughs> but that those were th- those were sort of my uh, bro- my Broadwayish ish kind of roots were were when I went into jazz later on though those were
1: what was your favorite musical growing up
3: what was my favorite yeah
1: like musical? what did you sing around the house all the time oh. Because I'm going to get you to sing it now, obviously.
3: <laughs> you know, um, I don't know that I actually had a favorite musical, but um, so you went from jazz was, yeah.
1: and Broadway sort of standards to uh, that. Can, which is which is? Can you describe it as metal music, basically? You know what? Or I p- think that that's a bit of metal a misnomer
3: for me because um we I you know I had one song called Metal Queen, but I think the bulk of my success was really built on the back of. Um, power pop, right, because body rock is a power pop song yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Um, but um, what attracted me to that style of music was my dad arrived home one day with a trunk full of vinyl because he worked at Humber College, and they were changing formats, and they were they were getting rid of their vinyl library, and in that stack of vinyl, besides finding like Fleetwood Mac and Elton John and David Bowie and all this really cool stuff, I found. Uh, one of the very first Runaways records, and also the first two Heart albums, Dreamboat Annie mm. and Little Queen. And I was just blown away. I was like, "Wow, here are these women! Well, especially Heart, I would say, um, who are making, writing their own songs. They play instruments. They write, make the cool music. It's aggressive. They're not trading on their sexuality. And I was really attracted to that. And I thought that is what that just resonated with me. In a and big how old way. were
1: you at the time? Were you in your late um, teens?
3: I Yeah, I was I was about 15 years old.
1: Wow. Yeah. And that sort of changed your musical direction. And it's, yeah, it's funny you mentioned heart because I, I, I overlooked that. Anna and Nancy Wilson have some great sort of power oh, yeah. rock pop music.
3: They're, to me, they're still, I think I spent half of my career trying to be as cool as those girls. <laughs> and they can sing like, they're, <laughs> they're
1: all amazing. great
2: singers. Yeah. So,
3: you are. They are. You are.
2: As how, cool as, how old were you when you first, when your first, you got your first radio airplay?
3: Um, nineteen.
1: Nineteen.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I wrote and recorded my first album at nineteen, and that is when yeah, was that.
1: Were you still in Winnipeg? No, no, no. This I, was, oh, you were I here. I was in Brampton. Brampton. Oh, okay. oh, right, right, right. I'm <laughs> sorry. God. Right, right. You
2: used to play around Brampton. Did you, you played in Spankies a couple of times. You oh, yeah. That? There was yeah. no, I know. Few. In I fact, remember we that.
3: Were, uh, me and some of the city councilors were reminiscing <laughs> about the uh, cool nightclubs. There was yeah. Hot Rocks and Spankies and. Um, Stars. Do you remember that? I remember Um, them all. I'm trying to think of Mm -hmm. what else. Well, when we uh, first
1: started, well, he'd mm -hmm. worked there for years, but when we first started our show in 1989, it was above what I guess was Spanky's. Spanky's, yeah. On Kennedy Road? That's That's where CFNY was. That's where CFNY was.
3: CFNY,
1: that's right. So, what station was it, since I'm on the back of Fred's question about your age, what was the first station in Toronto that you heard a Lee Aaron song on? Do you remember? I think it was probably Q. Yeah. And yeah. so you're driving. Were you? Was it a surprise, or did you know? Oh, hey, Lee, they're gonna play your song.
3: No, it was a surprise and it was you did know, you I mean, just
1: about shit yourself <laughs> I can't imagine that
3: <laughs> no but you might have
1: <laughs> yeah I, hey Lee I know, Lee I, I I'm say. at the age now I might just now for no reason
3: <laughs> that is a band-aid by the way yeah on glasses, that, you I, you I, that just happened I, I was wondering about that I'm, yeah.
1: I'm now Urkling that's why I love that I'm gonna use that I just as a verb
3: mine with gaffer tape you know it's much better it fixes everything mm-hmm. it just happened okay uh, yeah, so
1: I'm, I'm gonna keep telling people that for months this just happened I just put it on <laughs> uh, um, was but, that an exciting moment I was oh imagine for an artist it must be.
3: It's totally exciting. I mean, because that's, I mean, when I was a young girl growing up in Brampton, Bram, we're, we're uh, plugging Brampton Bram, big Bram. today, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was, <laughs> to me, I thought, you know, the epitome of being a huge star was to play the Gasworks on Young Street, sure. right? And went, you know, to get any radio play on Q107, because that was what we all listened to. Oh, sure. And so the first time I heard a Lee Erin song from my first album, I think it was Under Your Spell from the first album. I was just like, oh my gosh. I gotta call my mom I'm on the radio you know so it was it was very thrilling there's
2: another great reference for people that grew up here in the 70s and 80s the gas works wow many a night there where I couldn't feel
1: my fucking head
2: (laughs) (laughs) did you drink to
1: excess? oh yeah oh yeah did you rock out
2: to the sounds no. of Lee Aaron? Mm-hmm. In fact, you get so drunk there sometimes because it, and you could feel the because they the
3: served those quarts. Th- yes, remember the they quart didn't bottle. even serve normal bottles of beer. It was like they served <laughs> quarts of beer. It was and ridiculous. The, and
2: the band would start, and the beer would jiggle inside your body, and it wasn't a good thing,
1: you know. Yeah, so it's that, But it. it's that kind of drunk where you finally get into a cab later and you realize it's the first time it's been quiet in your head for like four <laughs> yeah. hours. And then you go home and <laughs> just like, okay, you can still hear the music and you're like, I'm not sure anymore. And then you realize how drunk you are. Then you get in bed and your ears ring. Yeah. <laughs> until you pass out. Yeah. Until you, you pass out. And you wake up mm-hmm. in a pool of your own sweat, <laughs> possibly bleeding from who knows where. That's it. Little... <laughs> <Yes>. Lee Aaron. <laughs> Lee Aaron. Um, when... How have you? Did you you put sort of performing on hold for a few years to have uh, babies? Yeah. How many babies do you have? I have two. How old are these babies now? They are, believe it or not, ten and twelve. Come on. Yeah. Jeez. So. So are they girls or boys?
3: I have my my little girl is twelve and my son is ten. Yeah, that's so good. That's a, a way to do each. it. What so took perfect. you to
2: the West Coast? Love.
3: <laughs> Love. <laughs> um. Yes and no. I actually did move out there for a man, but he, I ended up not staying with that man, and I met somebody else and got married, and that's who I have my that's family with now. That's who's your baby daddy? Mm-hmm. My baby daddy. Okay. Wow. You guys. No, he's my husband. He's awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you have to understand. Whatever no, comes, I do understand. Whatever comes out of our mouth, it's just <laughs> nonsense. Oh, by this
3: the way, man has no filters. I do. I have a couple <laughs> filters,
1: uh, but it not very question many. question
3: at all. They're all on his glasses.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, Pat, McDonald's uh, just yeah. done a drop-in, and that's uh, where, that's one of our producers Chairs. He's too polite to tell you to go sit somewhere else, but no. He told me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pat McDonald just did a drop in. Lee Aaron's here. Pat, that's a very funny comedian hey, Pat. named Pat McDonald. He has cats. Um, Lee. So for a few yes. years, you put your career on hold. You, you know, you did the mom. You're doing the mom thing. You became a mother. It's the most important job in the world. Really. Way harder. Way, way harder than being a rock star. But do you think it's the most important job in the world? It is. Is it? Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I've had so. this debate too many times.
3: <laughs> have you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Why?
1: So you got, if you have a, a problem with your brain, you're going to call your mom? No, you're going to call a brain surgeon, Lee Aaron. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, that's just a, an old bit. Of it's my, a sore spot with you. It's a sore spot with mm-hmm. me. Um, but let's talk about you, Lee Aaron. Now, how many years did you put your Lee aaron Lee Aaron-ing on hold, and now you're coming out with some new music?
3: <laughs> um, For Probably, yeah, a decade um, um I haven't released an album since two thousand and four, um and then so two thousand and sixteen of course brings the new album so i guess 12, 12 years from uh, I took a hiatus from writing and recording.
1: did you do any but, performing like going because like, I know if you love jazz and singing, did you ever just drop in someplace and do a little set of just you you and a guitar, James Taylor styles maybe i don't know
3: not just dropping in and doing a set, but i had i i did a uh, a handful of performances every year even during that time when I nice. had my kids um, it's this whole different ball game when you're writing and recording an album it just takes way more focused intense amount of time to, it's like writing a book right, you've got a it's compiling a body of work right mm-hmm. but um, it was easy for me to to drop in and do a handful of shows a year so I still continue to perform but not tour tour
2: The Lee Aaron brand, was it national or more regional? So did they know you in BC? Oh like if yeah Yeah Okay.
3: Oh, Lee Aaron is for sure national. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's kind of a weird question. Is that a question? Yes, it was. No, I (laughs) just thought, were you more popular in Ontario being played at Q107, or
2: did they know you across the country? Interestingly
3: enough, mm. Body Rock, when it came out, was outselling Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation in BC. That was one of my territories that... We sold very, very well in in Canada during that time. So, frankly, you know, I, frankly, go. I
1: can't believe you asked that question because <laughs> <laughs> i have already I've already been uh, I got no filters, and, <laughs> and uh, but
3: let's just I'm never coming back on this show. A lot Am of people I? say that Lee. Ah. A lot of people say that. Um, he's he's a provoker, isn't he? Uh, well, the, and the thing is, for dirty, any... rotten provoker. Anyone, I'm a
1: dirty, rotten provoker. Every,
3: I would definitely agree that everybody, obviously, everybody in Canada knows you. Yeah. Um, any American listeners that might not know this, you were like the queen of our MTV, which is much music, for anyone who doesn't know that, yeah. that's listening. Like, the queen. The queen of much music. I mean, you were... Every every girl wanted to be you. Aww. Including me. <laughs> yes,
1: and as a dirty, rotten provoker, or provocateur. Uh, provocateur, pro- provocateur, provocateur. provocateur. Yes. I would like to ask about the new record, uh-huh. uh, which is called Fire and Gasoline. I guess uh, the best way to put this is, if you liked Lee Aaron in the 80s and 90s, will this resonate with fans? Will this be like, oh, what we expect from Lee Aaron?
3: Oh, no, it's a country record. I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> you dirty, rotten provocateur. Don't come, no. don't come into my house <laughs> here. So is it is it Lee Aaron music?
3: Absolutely. Um, it's a rock record. Um, when I say uh, rock, I don't mean, you know, it's not... How do I explain it? I would say it has... Um, is reminiscent of the body rock era but it's not it's not hair metal it's not it's it's got big guitars but i think i've been able to take all of those influences that i've had over the years um, especially some of those those jazz and blues influences and bring them forward and incorporate them into an album that i think has um it's just got more maturity and it's got some uh, definitely more of a soulful rock vibe than I think that what, my what are the, former work.
1: What do the babies think of uh, when they hear mummy? Like, do you ever, have you ever done that? Put on a video and said, here, this is mummy when I was younger. I mean, we all did that with our kids.
3: Well, I got to tell you a funny story. My daughter, Please. My daughter came home in about grade Four, and she said, oh, mom, there's this kid in my class named Jaden. And he came and he said that his mom had showed him this cool video of you. And there's like, you know, a big robot thing and laser beams. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what is she talking about? It must be the Metal Queen video. So I sat her down on my knee and I <clears throat> go to YouTube and I find it. And like literally she got about 30 seconds in. She's like, that's it? And I'm <laughs> like, you know, you just cannot compete with modern technology and CGI. And yeah, like for that. sure. She was just like, really? That so giant wobbly turtle thing? That's a that's the mm-hmm. robot they're talking about?
2: On uh, that point of technology, I mean, you've been out of it more or less for 10 years. A lot's changed in the past 10 years
1: as far as distribution and how you're going to get it out there. Yeah, that's a great it, question. I think that's a great mm-hmm. question. That, that one has a question mark has, on yeah, the yeah, end of it as right, well. Yeah, yeah. I yes. think that makes mm-hmm. up for his regional yeah. question. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think?
3: Well, the whole way that music is recorded and delivered to the public is is different, and um, I while I I enjoy uh, um, certain aspects of that. Mm-hmm. It's really nice with digital technology to be able to, like my my one of my co writers and uh, guitarist Sean Kelly is in Toronto, and I'm in Vancouver, and we can you know bounce ideas back and forth easily and throw tracks on, and it, it's it's far easier than it used to be, but. Um, I wanted to record a real album with real musicians live off the floor, so I actually flew my band out to Vancouver, and we did record, go into the old Little Mountain Sound, and we. so this album actually is recorded in an organic fashion, um, but, you know, obviously it's available in all the kind of outlets. That yeah, continue. I was going to ask you
1: that. So you recorded yeah. the, the recording, what you did is you took a sort of a, a now an old-fashioned recording, sort of an original recording method. But what about the distribution? I think what we're talking about is now it's not, you know, mm-hmm. people aren't selling units. Other than Adele, not not very many people are selling pieces of you know, vinyl or digital. How do you, how do you s- dis- distribute it? I mean, is it on your website? Is it on iTunes? All those things? It's all
3: those things. Um, I um, got a distribution deal with ILS Universal. Mm. And so uh, if you go to any of the Amazons, it's available there. Nice. Um, there are physical copies available in the stores, and I'm racked right beside Adele, because it's an A name. That's right. <laughs> just, just incidentally. And, um, <clears throat> yes, go And ahead.
2: once it takes hold and becomes popular, are you prepared to, to start doing the things back and right across the country and... Touring, touring, and all that.
3: What I've been doing these days, which works for my family life, is pockets of dates. Mm -hmm. So rather than going and going, okay, I'm going away for a month and I'm going to go do a big tour. It's like, okay, let's go do Ontario right now. We're going to do Ottawa, London, Toronto, or now we're going to do the East Coast, and um, so that's sort of been working really, really well. but we've got um, some European interest right now. I'm flying over there in October to do Rockingham, which is a big festival That's in good Nottingham. And the, the world
2: needs be, more Lee yes. Aaron.
1: yes <laughs> I uh, will be mm-hmm. at the Rock Pile September 30th. The Rock Pile. Uh, tomorrow, that is tomorrow. Nice. Toronto's mm-hmm. Rock Pile. Uh, as well, and of course, after this pile, everything is going to be up for her. She's <laughs> like, "Okay, I got the humble and Fred appearance out of the way. Mm-hmm. Now let's get on to real journalists." I did the shit pile the day before I did the rock pile. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I did the pile of nonsense, so now I'm doing the rock pile. Yeah. Shit pile, rock pile. Hey, listen. I hope you had a nice time.
3: It was fun and well, interesting. You know,
1: well, you know, we're not everyone's cup of tea. <laughs> Are you, are you just gonna are you gonna do a little reminiscent
2: tour of Brampton today just hang around and look at all the old spots and I stuff? I did that last weekend oh, actually. Okay, nice. nice.
3: yeah, I was yeah. there. Yeah, I got to photograph my old You wanted family. to drop by and
1: maybe look at your sod? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: He's done a great landscaping job. <laughs> really is something else. Mm-hmm. I was over there the other day. Very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Aaron, mm-hmm. where do people go? They go to leeaaron.com, I'm assuming. Yep. Lee Aaron, that's L E E A A R O N. Thank you so much. Yeah. Good Lee, Lord. Aaron.
3: Lee Aaron And come on, I survive. Next oh time God. you do a pocket of Ontario, we'd love to have you back in.
1: Yeah, after the show, Fred and I are doing a pita pocket tour. <laughs> we should get one. We should get yeah. one together. You guys should get one together. Hey, we we're not we're still, yeah, I'm sorry. Did you want to talk to her thought, some more? No, no, no. I thought. It is wow. hot in here today. It's it? hot as a because <laughs> it's raining, and I'm sweating. I'm wearing a grown-up shirt. Mm-hmm. I don't think Learyn was between you and I. I don't what? think. I don't think Learyn was like super impressed by that interview. Why? What do you mean why? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't pick that. You didn't pick up on that.
2: Uh, I don't know. Let's ask. <laughs> I,
1: I don't want to anymore. No, no, I want to talk about what gave party.
0: you that impression. I'm Toronto Mike. I produce Humble and Fred. If you want to hear more of me, I host a podcast called Toronto Miked. If you go to torontomike.com and click Notable Guests at the very top, you can cherry pick an episode and just check it out. See what you think. There are plenty of Humble and Fred episodes to choose from. Thanks for listening. Peace and love. This best of episode of Humble and Fred was proudly brought to you by Bodog. GoDaddy. The Retirement Sherpa, Tim Niblett, The Chambers Plan, Electric Vehicle Network, and Kelsey's Roadhouse. I am most definitely not Dan Duran.